Welcome to the Daily Dive Weekend Edition. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and every week I explore the top stories making waves in the news and some that are just plain interesting. I'll connect you with the journalists and the people who know the story and bring you news without the noise so you can make an informed decision. You can catch a new episode of the Daily Dive every Monday through Friday, and it's ready when you wake up. On the Weekend Edition, I'll be bringing you some of the best stories from the week. A lot of people are using this weekend to do a lot of their holiday shopping. We had Black Friday, their small business Saturday. It's all going up until Cyber Monday. And whatever the case may be with your shopping, we have a list of some very helpful apps and websites that might make your shopping experience run a lot smoother. For those looking for deals online, Slick Deals can help with alerts when something you've been looking for goes on sale. And for those looking for doorbuster type deals, Flip could be the app for you. For more on this, we spoke to Mark Saltzman. He's a tech columnist for USA Today and a lot of other tech outlets. He's going to tell us some of the apps that you need before you start shopping. Why spend more money than you need to is the bottom line. Right. You can get even a better deal if you take advantage of some of these apps, many of which your listeners know about, many of them they won't. So let's just kick it off with slickdeals.net. This is one of the most popular online forums for exchanging deals, and it's a community-based approach. So whether it's the app or the website, people are sharing the best retail or online deals that they've found. And sometimes once it graduates to the front page where everybody's buzzing about it, that deal could be gone because you know the supply may be limited. So the idea is to sign up for things that you like. Like you could say Samsung TV or Google Nest speaker. And whenever a deal is identified by that site, you're pushed a notification. But it's a, a basically a collection of forums where everybody's exchanging the best local and national deals that they found, be it at brick and mortar or online. And that is one of the best sites, hands down, that I don't know if enough people are using. But that's a great one called Slick Deals. And they do have a dedicated Black Friday section as well. Another great one is, it used to be called Ebates. It's now called Rakuten, which is the parent company. And this is where you get cash back on all your purchases online through participating retailers. But there's many of them like Amazon and Walmart and eBay and Kohl's and Macy's and the list goes on and on. So these are places that you're going to shop at anyways, but you want to start at the app or the website, Rakuten, again, previously known as Ebates. And then once you jumpstart from there to the places that you want to go to, like Macy's or Groupon or Amazon, you're going to get back a certain percentage of cash back on your purchases. Now, generally, it's a single digit. Like, you know, it could be 7%, 8%, but why not? Hey, it's free money. Yeah. But over Black Friday and Cyber Monday, Rakuten says you can get up to 40% cash back at over 2,500 stores. That's a great site to keep in mind. Again, it's called Rakuten, and that is um, a great uh, free app. And then once you hit a certain uh, number, I don't know if it's 5 bucks or 10 bucks, you can then... Um, opt for uh, cash deposited into your PayPal account, or they'll send you a check. But it's, it's found money. Yeah, you know, I, I, have, I have like 48 bucks in my account that, <laughs> you know, cause I shopped at Amazon anyways. Yeah. Ebates has been around for a while and I've had some family members who, who love it and go to it every year. So yeah, change the name has changed mm-hmm. to Rakuten now. Another app, and this is might be better for people who are searching for those doorbuster deals, or I want to actually get out and go to the stores is Flip, and they aggregate all of the paper store circulars, all those ads mm-hmm. uh, that get delivered to your door, and they put it in a nice, neat little app for you. 
This is one of my favorite year-round apps for shopping. And it could be as simple as things like your weekly grocery shop, or it could be tech or household items. And you're right, Flip, which is F-L-I-P-P, it does aggregate all of those paper store circulars, those ads that we typically get in paper form sent to our door. But it goes be above and beyond that. So you're right. It is more retail centric. And the first thing you want to do is let your phone uh, identify your location or you type in your zip code and then it'll show you all your local store circulars, all the big stores as well and some mom and pop stores, but mostly the big chains. And it'll show you what they've got on sale as well, not just a, a digitized version of the paper circulars, but it'll identify the best deals. It'll match it with coupons as well. And it'll even tie in your loyalty card. So if you do go to your local, I don't know, your local Best Buy or what have you, and you've got a loyalty card, uh, it will actually, you don't have to carry around all that plastic. It'll wow. all be inside of that app. One of my favorite things about this app is this smart shopping list. So it's similar in a way to that slick deals feature I talked about a few moments ago. But the idea is you can do one of two things with your shopping list built into the Flip app. One is you tap an item that you're, you know, you're browsing all the, cir uh, all the circulars. And if there's something you like, you tap it once and it drops it into your shopping list just so it segregates it from the rest of all the other deals out there. But the second thing you can do is actually type in a, a product that you're interested in, like smart TV, again, for us to stick with that as an example. And it'll tell you around you physically what retail stores have the best sales on smart TVs. So it's a smart shopping list, as they call it. And the last one that you had on your list, uh, you said, don't forget about online marketplaces like eBay. I mean, some of the other ones like Facebook Marketplace, Craigslist, uh, LetGo is one of the uh, newer popular apps. Uh, but don't forget about these online marketplaces also. Because there's a common mis misconception that everything you buy on eBay is secondhand. It's, it, when it started, it was like the world's biggest garage store and it was all auction items. You had to bid on something and see if somebody outbid you. That's really not the case much anymore. It's still there if you want it, but the overwhelming majority of products you can buy on eBay are brand new and you can just buy it outright. So you often can find really good deals on eBay. In fact, the website is ebay.com slash deals and it'll uh, show you some of the Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals. You're also going to find things that aren't at your local stores or even on places like Amazon. It'll be out of the country. Fat, make sure you factor in some extra time for shipping, <laughs> right. of course. Exactly. Uh, you know, you, nobody wants to get a Christmas gift in January, but uh, definitely take advantage of eBay. And then, yeah, online marketplaces and online classified sites like um, Kijiji and Craigslist and LetGo are also good. You're, you know, there are newer items there too, not all previously enjoyed items. If you are going to meet somebody in person, uh, make sure you inspect the box before you hand over your cash just to make sure, you know, if you think you're buying a ring video doorbell and you open it up at home and there's a rock in there, you're not going to be pleased. So make sure you open it up there and uh, bring a friend along with you or at the very least meet in a public place. Don't put yourself at risk right. if you're, you know, in a sketchy neighborhood uh, by yourself uh, late at night. Don't don't do it. Bring somebody along with you. But generally speaking, you're going to have a positive experience. and You can save a bundle. The whole weekend is going to be a big shopping experience. Some recent surveys said that 27% of people plan on shopping on Thanksgiving Day, 70% plan on Black Friday shopping, 64% on Cyber Monday. Wow. Is there something that we should be waiting for for Cyber Monday? Should we catch that deal when we see it on Black Friday? I know Cyber Monday tends to be more of an online type of day, but you know, is there one that we're favoring more so than the other? You bet that retailers don't want you to walk away, even online, empty-handed. So 
as you hinted at earlier, there's really no such thing as Black Friday or Cyber Monday anymore because those days are very fluid. Even if you went ahead of Cyber Monday and it was Sunday, you bet that an online store, if you wrote to them or if you just tried to buy it, they'll honor that price in most cases. Double check. But they do not want you to visit your site and then leave because they know you're going to go somewhere else. So often what I've found over the years as I've been writing about Black Friday and Cyber Monday deals is that they don't want you to leave without buying something. So they're going to honor those deep, deep discounts, even if it's a few hours before the Cyber Monday uh, or anything like that. So just give it a shot because chances are they're going to say sure. Or at the very least, they'll, they'll match, they'll price match somebody else that's got on sale. So do your homework. There's lots of great deals out there. Some are supposed to be online door crashers for Cyber Monday that they will not release until, say, 9 a.m. or whatever. But chances are they're they're, going to honor it. So go for it. You're the one with the money. They don't want you to turn away. Mark, where can people find you on Twitter so they can get everything that you're writing about? Yeah, thanks. And I do write this tech tip of the day as well. Uh, So on Twitter, I'm at Mark underscore Saltzman. It's Mark with a C. And then my last name is S like Sam, A-L-T-Z-M-A-N. Mark Saltzman, tech columnist for USA Today and a bunch of other outlets. Thank you very much for joining us. Pleasure. Thanks. Happy holidays. Finally, for this week, another interesting story we covered about the most powerful drug kingpin you've never heard of. His name is El Menchel. Now that El Chapo is behind bars for good, authorities have turned their attention to the leader of the CJNG cartel, which has 5,000 members spread across every continent except Antarctica. These guys spread out all over the place. They're setting up roots in small cities and flooding communities with drugs, including fentanyl. Reports say that this cartel uses ruthless tactics, including acid baths, decapitations, and even cannibalism. For more on this, we spoke to Beth Warren. She's an investigative reporter for the Louisville Courier-Journal and told us more about the drug kingpin, El Mencho. He's the leader of a cartel in Mexico called the CJNG, based in Jalisco, Mexico. And he's really um, become as powerful, some would say more powerful than El Chapo, even though we, a lot of us haven't heard of him until recently. The reports say that there's 5,000 members in this cartel spread across every continent except Antarctica. That seems huge. Yeah, it's pretty scary to think about, especially when you uh, learn the kind of ruthless things that they do just to maintain control and to spread fear. It's a really um, frightening thought. Now, some of the stuff is uh, you can think of as common, I guess, to a cartel, kidnappings, torture, murder. But uh, this particular cartel, or I guess El Mencho specifically, I guess, they uh, it says cannibalism here also. What, what do we know about that? Right. That is um, kind of next level, of course. And it's there are young people that they recruit, that they kidnap or recruit under false pretenses in Mexico to uh, fortify this army. And they are taking to recruitment camps in remote areas of Mexico. And there have been reports that some who tried to leave because they didn't want to join the cartel were chased down and tortured, killed, and pieces of their flesh eaten in like a ritualistic rite of passage. Why is El Mencho in the news now? Obviously, uh, you know, El Chapo has uh, has been sidelined because he's in jail now. But why are we hearing about him now? Chapo is serving a life sentence Mencho is basically the number one um, drug lord that the the U.S. government is seeking. There's a $10 million reward for information to help capture him. That shows you the level, the desperation to get this guy. 
and he he his cartel and Sinaloa are the two that are blamed for the bulk of the fentanyl that comes into the U.S. Right. and that is our nation's number one killer. Talk to us a little bit about El Mencho and the cartel specifically and how they operate in the United States. They're buying and renting property in a bunch of different cities, obviously, so they can set up to be able to sell the drugs and traffic the drugs. Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, it's actually really frightening that they are able to just blend in um, in communities of other word, uh, otherwise really hardworking, honest um, immigrants. And they're able to blend in and they find jobs all around us at the Mexican restaurants farms, factories, all kinds of jobs that you wouldn't know because they're working in the daytime and at night they're uh, funneling all these drugs into communities. Communities as small as uh, less than 7,000 people. If you get a powerful enough presence there, I mean, then you're operating with nobody overseeing you at that point. El Mencho has been in the United States a few times and deported. He was trying to set up some operations in the Bay Area for some time. When he was 19, he sneaked into the U.S. And then he, he was deported. He he came back a couple more times. He was trying as a young adult to establish a drug trafficking business on his own uh, or with his brother. But he wasn't doing a very good job. So he really wasn't good at that time in that role. It was only later when he got deported and went to Tijuana where he really started to find his way um, as a very successful trafficker. And uh, someone that could influence other people to follow him. So how did El Mencho become a rising star in the cartels? How did he rise to power? His parents were just avocado farmers and arose from poverty, dropped out of school after sixth grade. And he ends up being a billionaire with 5,000 followers. It is something that's kind of hard to understand how it's just he, he has a magnetic personality in some ways. And he um, is very street savvy. He, you know, developed the the trafficking side. And then he also became a Sicario or killer hitman. And he was really good at that, apparently, and led uh, a group of hitmen for the Millennial Cartel at the time. And people gravitated to him. And he also made a strategic alliance when he married into another family. And so he made a lot of really wise, street smart choices and um, that elevated him up to this level where he had a lot of people that were following him. And then he staged a bloody coup and, and to take over and form his own cartel. And that was like in early 2011. Now, some of the things that they say about El Mencho and why he's so powerful is the discipline that he has. He doesn't drink. He doesn't do drugs. <laughs> I like the way you wrote in the article. He exercises daily, staying in fugitive fighting shape just in case he has to uh, go on the run or something. The United States and Mexico has teamed up a few times to try to capture him. He's evaded capture all those times, including a time when uh, they tried to get him with helicopters and cartel members blew the helicopter out of the air with Russian rocket launchers or something. Yeah, that is really terrifying. Um, that actually was 2015. And that's the year when everyone was like, oh, my God, what are we dealing with here? That was basically the wake up call where everyone understood then the um, the power that this man and his cartel had. It was it was pretty scary. And that's DEA has likened it's terrorism, you know, and that year was the year of his power grab. And when he, his people, there were uh, military that were going to uh, capture El Chapo. And so his uh, Sicarios used uh, 
grenade launchers that you you hold your shoulder and it releases this warhead and it pierced the rotor of one of the helicopters and sent it down into the mountains and killed several soldiers and a federal police officer. So that was when everyone was like, wow, Sinaloa never did that. We've never seen others do that. That was when everyone knew he was willing just to do anything to stay free and and continue his empire. Is El Mencho charged with any crimes in the United States? We know he'd kind of been in and out in the Bay Area a few times. He was deported and all that. And we know he was responsible for helping traffic a bunch of drugs, including fentanyl, as you mentioned. But is he charged with any specific crimes? Yes, he is charged um, with meth trafficking in Mississippi uh, federal court there. He's also charged in D.C. with um, basically it's uh, for a continuing criminal enterprise, which just means, you know, and and it talks about the savagery in that uh, indictment. So one of the uh, interesting things, because we're talking about these powerful drug lords, obviously everybody knows El Chapo, especially since that trial just went through and we got to find out a lot of the inner workings of what was happening. But how does El Mencho compare with him? From my understanding, El Mencho doesn't want necessarily all that fancy stuff, gold-plated guns and whatnot. He's more interested in the power than all of the money. Don't get it wrong. His son did have El Mencho, or Mencho's son, Menchito, which means little Mencho. When he was arrested, he did have an expensive gun. And some of his people have gold-plated guns that probably cost more than my Honda. And um, (laughs) so there's people in his ranks that do do that. Um, And I I think his his son looked like a yuppie, really well-dressed, lived in a fancy Guadalajara uh, condo, that kind of thing. But Mencho himself is described differently. He's described as like a, a rancher. He likes to be on top of a horse in remote areas. Um, and he does the, um, the four wheeling, that kind of thing and cock fights. Uh, he loves to bet on cock fights. So he's definitely more, um, the DA describes him as more driven by power than the fancy lifestyle. You know, he's not going to be in a, a Bugatti in the middle of Guadalajara streets, um, buying out bars and, um, paying for drinks for everyone the way some cartel leaders have done. And some of them have basically been captured after, you know, unwise decisions they made when they're intoxicated. And because he doesn't drink, that's not going to happen to him. So it makes them a little harder to catch. Just to reiterate the extreme violence that they use, acid baths, decapitations, and the cannibalism that we spoke about Mm -hmm. earlier on. Okay, so he's on the run, obviously. We don't know exactly where, but what do we know about any possible types of whereabouts? The DEA experts I talked to, they basically think um, and that he's probably in the mountains or um, the jungles of like rural Jalisco. And when you think of Jalisco, the capital is Guadalajara. That's a major city. They're, they're talking about far away from that into um, areas where his people control so that if the military try to come in, which is what happened in 2015, they can hear the helicopters. It's remote area. He's got the advantage. So they think it's either probably rural Jalisco or Colima. Um, and these are areas or Michoacan where he's from. These are all like Western states, like central Western Mexico, like not that far from the Pacific Ocean. Beth Warren, investigative reporter at the Louisville Courier Journal. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you. I appreciate it. That's it for this weekend. Be sure to check out The Daily Dive every Monday through Friday. 
Join us on social media at Daily Dive Pod on Twitter and Daily Dive Podcast on Facebook. Leave us a comment, give us a rating, and tell us the stories that you're interested in. Follow the Daily Dive on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you get your podcast. This episode of the Daily Dive has been engineered by Tony Sorrentino. I'm Oscar Ramirez in Los Angeles, and this was your Daily Dive Weekend Edition.